fucking sociopaths. Give them power. Of course they would love that. Yeah. Yeah, you want power? You're a fucking, you know, you're a sociopath. You belong here because... Buddy Ryan drank your pumpkin beer, whatever it was. Oh, I left it right when you drank. I literally told Jeremy when I left. I was like, not my, not not Chief, but my buddy Ryan. Yeah, I was like, take From, it. Uh, I don't care. That no, shit gave me the shits anyway. Habanero cinnamon beer, like you're asking for the shits. You're asking for poopy. All right, hey, welcome to the Sunset Grill. Oh, you're all red. Am I red again? You're red. Oh, from leaning down, yeah. <laughs> No, I was red earlier, and my girlfriend worried if I had a food allergy thing, because all of a sudden I was just, like, red in the face, and I had red all over my chest, and I was just turning red, and she was like, what, the, what happened to you right now? She even called me to be like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine. Uh, I just randomly turned very red, apparently. Hey, <laughs> people. Welcome to the Sunset Grill, you fucking shit-eating scum. You homo eclipse refugees. You fucking dick nipple <laughs> fucking motherfuckers with your. Like, poop all right, this is last sex. call at Bubba's Love Shack right yeah, now. Poop sex and fucking uh, go ahead and Space jam ships, it. Kitty spaceships. Suck on your flargons. <laughs> so, uh, Noah. Hey. We're here, Blair. Hi, guys. And I'm Kelsey. Right. So we have, a, we have a lot of discussions behind the scenes about what we should address first, but we do always put a, a relegate. Is that the word I'm looking for? We put aside a portion of our time to discuss Merle's Inlet, and yes. we can knock that out briefly. We're stuck in a weird position where two of the people here, me and Blair, experienced something uh, very awful, and... Uh, and it's Rosanna Talk, and it's getting around, and basically a person that we know who, uh, whatever, does anyone else want to start? I don't even know how we get we're into gonna this. Rem- we're going to make him nameless. We're going right. to keep him nameless yeah. throughout this. I think this. every party yeah. involved should keep Keep every nameless. party involved nameless, um, unless you breed attack birds. Yeah. Unless you breed Absolutely. attack birds. If you, bir- if you breed birds for attacking, uh, you can find some <laughs> ways to find out things. But anyway, uh, but yeah, everyone will remain nameless. But we had an altercation at Bubba's Love Shack, uh, where we work, where... Well, I think we should go back. I th- uh, the last episode we talked about, you know, crazy things that were going to happen during the eclipse. Yeah. Yes. And I uh, actually worked all day that day. I worked from open to close, and Noah worked the night shift with myself, and everything was smooth during the day. Everything was great, and halfway through the night shift, Noah and I just got like a bad feeling, and it could have just been... It could have been the Sunset Grill that did it to us. Our prediction that something terrible yeah, would happen during the eclipse. That. But we didn't know it would be personal. <laughs> we did not know it would be personal. We thought something would happen during the eclipse. Like I, or We all suggested maybe a cult activity. Maybe, you know... Uh, well, in a way, it kind of was. Yeah. So, uh, basically, uh, without pussyfooting around, we had a friend who was there on his girlfriend's birthday. And they were dancing, having a good time. And before we knew it... Uh, Basically got jumped by some fellows from uh, Massachusetts, Massachusetts, New York, New York, and they it was it was really awful and dirty, and they pinned our friend down, and and we don't uh, really allow that at the fucking uh, Bubba's Love Shack or the Call Sunset the Love Bro. Shack for Christ's sake. I really. just say Love Shack. Should we bleep Bubba's? 
By the way, Bubba, for the record, is an African-American gentleman. So you're in an establishment that basically has, you know, you're, the place that you're at is, you know, perceived to be, you know, run by an uh, African-American gentleman. And he's a very peaceful person himself. And you're there and you've got uh, – we exist I – was, I was even saying to Blair outside uh, really quick that, like um, – that we're, you know, every every pocket of America is basically its own solar system. And every business or something like that is its own planet, if you want to view it like that. And this is, people are factioned up. So if we build, try to build a place that is protective of everybody, and then people come there that have a different motive altogether, uh, it's really fucking mind-jarring for people like us because... We just want that place to exist to be comfortable for fucking everybody. Everybody. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're fucking Inuit. I don't care if you're fucking anything. Like, just come there and we'll take care of you. It'll be a good time for every person to get along. And these these other guys had a different motive entirely. And uh, it got really dirty. And um, it's going to be talked about, so I guess it's the only reason why we're talking about it here. I mean, it's on the news. They could look it up themselves. Yeah, you can I look honestly. it up. <clears throat> yeah, uh, and that's why I was saying. Plus, everybody knows Bubba's, too, it, that we've, we've said it before. So, Yeah. yeah. It just about? sucks because the place is basically a microcosm for what's happening in the United States right now and, and a bunch of shit's going on. And what's crazy to me is that, like, some people from the north or from somewhere else basically – we're like, yeah, man, that's the South. And I'm like, no, not where we are. Like, we don't, we don't, we're not, like, I'm in the South. So, like, it's easy to peg the South as a villain right now because there's so much going on. But the people that I know in the South and the people that are part of this person's friendship are, are victim's friendship and, and everything else, we don't see things as... as we, don't see, we don't see color. We see people. It yeah, doesn't matter. content of character. Yeah, I mean... Content of character. You know, these guys got what was coming to them and... They got arrested, and the victim did not get arrested, and rightfully so. And uh, we just uh, we all feel weird about everything now. It's just like everything's hard. So the bad moon on the rise. Don't come around tonight. It's bound to take your life. Whatever. It's that apparently was for us. And thank you, sweet sweet, for playing last episode <clears throat> and predicting that things were going to be terrible. Um, they were. <laughs> at least it was sweet and sweet, but it, it did turn out very terrible. And we're being really precautious about talking about who these people are and everything else for a reason. It's just that, you know, we're all part of this thing now, um, this altercation. And we just don't want to show our hands, I guess on the sunset grill, but you know, it should be addressed anyway, because you know, we address place, we address places that we don't work at. And so, and we didn't have insight into other than just maybe witnessing something, but we can at least address something in this situation and say that like, Race didn't matter for the side of good. The side of good, it didn't fucking matter. You know, it's just, you know, people get violent. They're the bad people. You don't fucking tolerate violence. And that's basically, you know, all I can say about that. It's just that we, we did our best to uh, to stop uh, violent people, especially people that don't live here and don't know our culture and act like they have a preconception of the South and they try to use that for their own advantage to get their own racial shit across and hatred and so anyway. that's what bothers me being a person from the south is that they come here and they expect <clears throat> they expect things to just be the way that the rest of the world portrays them to be in the south mm-hmm. when yeah. that's not the case at all 
This will be the hardest thing to edit because, you know, you, you're going to have to figure out how to – we're going to all have to figure this shit out. I'm sorry, Kelsey. But otherwise, everything else we're going to do tonight, I don't think we'll have to edit. And if we'll, we'll just – fuck. Yeah. This is this, – I'm pissed, this man. I am pissed off, though, about the whole thing. And I mean – there's no way to talk about Merle's Inlet gossip without mentioning that this week. No, we're the uh, we're the fucking celebrities this fucking week. Is people fucking that were there that night? Cool. Jesus Christ! Can we just fucking slow things down, everybody, all the time? Can everyone just take it easy for like two minutes? Robin Williams is dead. Fucking stop! Everyone just stop I everything. Mean, <laughs> like fucking. We're one step closer to the edge, and I'm about to break. Yeah, and you know what I'm scared about is Chester Bennington. Like, more people committing suicide because, if you think about it, it starts with one. One thing. Don't know why. Doesn't even matter how hard you try. Keep you that in mind. mind. <laughs> 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 All right, great. Uh, so back to Chester said, Bennington. Do I, uh, do, I, do I deliver this uh, Chester Bennington bit now? Or what do we, what's new news? Anything else going on, guys? Any new business? Any new business? Any old business? I do want to say that we, we're not plugging ourselves much, as much as we should. I don't know where you put this, but I'll just go ahead and do a stop pause. Hey, guys. Uh, if you like the Sunset Grill podcast, uh, don't forget that Kelsey Hudgens is available and Cornbread is available on iTunes. Correct? Yes. And you can get, and you can find this this kind man who's making great music on your iTunes and get his stuff. And also check into Horsehead Business Band online and watch our shitty old videos. And uh, I got a Scary Stories book coming out eventually. Find me on Facebook. Follow fucking whatever. There's my plug. My plug is you're a bunch of idiots who are listening to us. And like, I got go ahead no and, plugs, people. I have no plugs. The plug is that Blair's amazing. And just go ahead and send her money. <laughs> send her money. I Maybe don't care. Maybe needs new shoes. Yes, people expect a uh, donation button. For Kirkland. <laughs> For Kirkland. Yeah. More Star Wars Odie. stuff. For Odie. Odie. <laughs> some great Star, Star Wars, Wars stuff Kirkland doesn't have. We need to get it for him. Oh, my job Give us money. All right, so uh, Zach, uh, basically, um, we were talking to him, and he's a great musician as well, and... Uh, we were talking about Chester Bennington. I have a long Chester Bennington thing I got to get into, and I'll try to trim it up as much as I can just for the sake of time because we're now recording at seven in the morning. And so I want to say that uh, should I get right into the Chester Bennington? Because I, I feel like this is a scoop. I feel Go like this is a scoop. Get in there, Noah. Okay, just get in. So there. this is this article came out in two thousand and seven, and we're we're constantly trying to figure out like what caused Chester Bennington to kill himself? Why Why did he do that? It's a big question. Chris Cornell is also a big question. Everyone that kills themselves is a very big question. Um, but I have some information that came out in 2007. It's in Wired Magazine. It's an article where Chester Bennington um, got hacked, basically. Him and his wife. Her name is uh, Talinda. And in, this is in 2006. article came out in 2007. Um but what happened was that uh, the first thing that happened was he got hacked and he just got a weird text that said, I'm very happy for you. And Ch- or she got a weird text. His wife got a weird text that said, I'm very happy for you and Chester. 
and and then they uh, linked a uh, link to a website run by Chester's ex-wife Samantha. So this wife to Linda is like, "What is who's doing this?" And uh, then the phone rang, and they answered the phone, and uh, a woman's voice said, "I'm watching you." And they were like, whoa, this is fucked up. And Talinda tried to shrug it off, whatever she said. And then the woman goes, whore, and snap back, and then hung up. Caller ID had been blocked. So this person called, no caller ID and whatever. <clears throat> I'm going to get conspiratorial on this because I don't actually believe this, but um, I'm just going to be conspiratorial and say that Martin Luther King, for instance, used to get um, unlimited phone calls to his household. They would call and call and call. They would let the phone ring like 67 times because back then they didn't have – a way to cut it off. The phone rings, the phone rings. And I think we've talked about this kind of thing before um, with the Japanese yeah. serial killers. But back in Martin Luther King's day, yeah, they would call and call and call. And it turned out later on that it was uh, the FBI fucking with Martin Luther King. Like they wanted him to kill himself. That's what they were trying to do. They're trying to shame Martin Luther King to kill himself. And they said, we have things we're going to, we're going to show that you're a philanderer, a philanderer, and we're going to show that you have drug use and we're going to do all this stuff. And they would, call and fuck with the kings constantly and now because of freedom of information act you can actually look up that like yeah that was true they did do that that's just something they did they did hmm. it with john lennon they yeah, did it with, they did with john lennon, a yeah. lot of harassment yeah. and stuff like that so when i read this article from a conspiratorial mind for the sake of the sunset girl podcast not that i'm a conspiracy theorist but the podcast is so Indeed. uh don't give me cia don't do it uh remember three gunshots to the back of the head but um <laughs> but it's basically uh so the mind games for Chester, you know, they kept in, they intensified as spring turned to summer, and then the person's uh, name online was informant for you, and they just kept they started telling the wife ways that uh, that his wife Talinda ways that they could discredit his previous wife. They started being very helpful. They started texting Talinda and Chester on like your ex wife's a piece of shit, and here's all the reasons why. And they started texting. Chester and his wife this shit. Now imagine the kind of terror that you have, like knowing people are hacking your shit and like getting, they know your personal stuff and they're telling so you, they're mind fucking you. To they're where, mind yeah. fucking you. Like if they know this about her, right. what do they know about me? Yeah. And so, hmm. and so they both got hacked and they both tried to, their phones got hacked, their PayPal got hacked, all this stuff got hacked. And what's really weird is that, they went and uh, tried to change their password because they saw that their password had been changed on their cell phone. And so they tried to change the password back. And in the place where you would put your password, when they finally got to the to the web page where they would change their password, where your password would, would be, there was just a message that said, who's doing this to you? Question mark. Like when they got to the page where they changed their password, they it just said, who is doing this to you? And that's fucking cryptic and crazy as shit. And <laughs> sorry, taking a picture. So what they did was they contacted, <clears throat> they got in touch with through a mutual friend, this guy named uh, Dimitrolis, and this guy is the head of the Secret Services Technical Security Division. So Chester, by, via a friend, got in touch with the Secret Services Technical Security Division okay. main dude. And was like, can you help us figure this shit out? And so that guy was like, yeah, I'll take this. But he hates this guy. Just as a side note, this guy hates fucking celebrities because he feels like they're all drug users and paranoid. So he doesn't want to like really 
fucking uh, help. It's very distracting. But anyway, uh, but anyway, so he was a spe- he was a special agent, Secret Services Technical Division, and he would secure locations for visits by Presidents Clinton and Bush. He would sweep up hazards like bugs and chemical weapons. And by bugs, it's not bugs, not puppies, but fucking, you know, <laughs> they exist, people. Bugs in the wall. And they would search for everything and uh, make sure there couldn't be a disaster or attack. And just do, this is this guy's secret service. So he helps out gotcha. Chester and his wife. And he's the fucking man. Like, this guy is fucking amazing. So he starts looking at um, also, Kelsey, so you know, he also owns the Alabama Digital Events De- Evidence Department. And he founded Alabama's High Technology Crimes Task Force. Really? Yep. Yeah. And he also runs Who Hacked Me, which is a website. Like, this guy does shit like if you get hacked, he's like, who hacked me? You can pay this guy a lot of money to figure out who fucked your life up. But he's out of Alabama now at this point. Roll that's, Tide. Roll Tide. Uh, no, my, that's ironic because in the early days of the internet, I heard of something called punting. Do you remember when somebody could be punted? I used to punt people all the time. Okay, well, that started out of Alabama. Yeah. My cousins are, are out of Tennessee in right. the Alabama area there. Uh, that's where that started from. You mean kicking them offline? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I used to punt people. I had a AOL, which I don't know if you guys know of, but I had this program I, AOL, and I would get downloaded, and there was all kinds of cool ones after that. Most of them had, um, uh, most of them were bad because there was a thing called Back Orifice, where if you downloaded these programs where you could kick people offline, Back Orifice was a program where they could get into your computer. It was like, you download this thing, you're going to have power on AOL. But we're also going to get into your computer. But you didn't know that at the time. You're just happy to have fucking... I miss those days. Yeah, that was weird. It was like the internet was new and... I'm messaging on here and it's like using AOL Instant Messenger on my computer because yeah. I have iMessage on here now. Yeah. And it's just so awesome. Yeah. I feel back. like so Aim nostalgic. Is back. It's like pizza parties um, and pogs. Yeah. So the guy, uh, the Secret Service guy who's working for Chester now, he tries to trace it back. He gets this IP address and it links to this place called Sandia. And he's like, Sandia, this can't be right. That's a quote. Sandia, this can't be right. Who said that? Chester? No, the uh, Secret Service guy who's working for Chester. Dimitriolis, who is trying to... uh, Dimitriolis, it's hard to know how to pronounce his name, but he is like, it can't be Sandia. And to give you a background on Sandia, Sandia National Laboratory is one of the Department of Energy's three nuclear weapons research facilities located in Mm. Albuquerque, New Mexico. It was created in 1949 by J. Robert Oppenheimer, formerly head of the nearby Los Alamos lab as a center for developing the technology that goes into nuclear bombs. The lab is run by the Sandia Corporation, which is owned by the defense contractor Lockheed Martin. So Sandia is basically DOD, Department of Defense. And uh, this is another quote from the article. The thought of someone inside a top-secret nuke lab spending their days stalking a rock singer was ludicrous. Dimitriolis figured it must be a hacker who was using a Sandia machine as a proxy to protect their own IP address and identity. This wasn't just about a new metal rock star and his family anymore. It was a national security issue. He had to let Sandia know that someone had compromised one of its computers. So this guy thought someone's using Sandia as a proxy to fuck with Chester Bennington and fucking like, what the fuck? Like we got to stop this because these people have fucking control and fucking nukes. So Chester Bennington starts freaking the fuck out because these people are fucking with him and his wife. And this guy is like, Chester used to be known as one of the most open rock stars, that he would do anything for his fans. If a fan came on the street and just said, Chester, he'd take a picture, he'd be happy to be around him, etc. So he all of a sudden put in motion sensors in his house. 
He bought a guard dog. He installed alarms on every window. He called his dad and brother, who were cops in Arizona, and asked them to help get local police in California to keep an eye on his house. Chester considered hiring a personal assistant to do errands for him, but basically, quote by Chester, that'd be another person in my life that I don't know if I can trust. So he got so wow. paranoid. And this was all from the same year? Yeah, this is all like 2007. Seven, yeah. He got fucking mm. paranoid as fuck. And so when uh, when they figured out um, where it was coming from, um, they tracked it down to a woman named Devin Townsend. Uh, they found her Facebook or her MySpace page. It was MySpace this time. <laughs> and, uh, to date it. But yeah, there's MySpace this time. And she described herself as a uh, 27-year-old single mother of an infant son. Um, she lived with her mom in Albuquerque and was described as a computer nerd. She described herself as that, who like grilled cheese sandwiches, hated applesauce, and took pride in being a parent. Quote, <laughs> I enjoy watching my son grow, knowing that whatever I do impacts him, she wrote. So Demetrios couldn't believe, and this is again a quote, Demetrios couldn't believe she was a stalker. He was like, no way. This person is just a normal fucking person. She hates applesauce, though. I know. What, what does that mean? What does that hates mean? applesauce. Let's get into that. What do you mean by I hate applesauce? <laughs> What does that even mean? Yeah, you can drink that shit through a straw if you need to. Like, why do you hate applesauce? Delicious. Yeah, put it on pork chops. Delicious. Ooh, hey, you know what else? Applesauce is really good as a binding agent in mashed potatoes Mm. if you don't have uh, mayo or heavy cream. Interesting. Applesauce is delicious. I bet some people put applesauce in chili, too, because chili's just like, put everything in there. I don't give a fuck. Applesauce is delicious. It is. Debbie. So, uh... Very wine. (laughs) So, this is a complete tangent of this story and i'll try to make it come back home but basically in 2004 there was a guy named sean carpenter and he was a network intrusion detection analyst at sandia same company but he was the guy who basically said like is anyone hacking our shit and uh and uh he they they got hacked he was trying to figure it out um he tried to id the hackers and then sandia fired him for that so Sandia was like, get out of here. You're trying to ID these hackers. Get out of here. And they fired him. And he actually sued for wrongful discharge. And according to court documents, he claims that he was told by Sandia's head of counterintelligence. And pay attention here, folks. Sandia's head of counterintelligence is a retired CIA officer. CIA officer is their head of, head of fucking counterintelligence at fucking Sandia, this nuke place. The guy in charge of – that would have been this woman's boss – that we're going to expose basically she's the one who actually did hack Chester. She hacked him. She stalked him. She spent hours a day fucking with him. Her boss is ex-CIA. And if there's something you can take from this huh. this conversation is that there is no retired CIA. If you're CIA, you're CIA for the rest of your life. You don't yeah. – you are never yeah. a retired CIA. You can't – you can't be retired CIA, really. It's a very tricky position, but they would like to put you in places where you have power or thought or authority and just go ahead and spread the CIA everywhere. That's what they want to do. And so um, – and he actually said uh, to the to this Sean Carpenter guy that figured out that, that Sandia got hacked, and the quote is, if you worked for me, I would decapitate you. Um, that's what the ex-CIA guy said to this guy that was like, we got hacked. I'm trying to figure this out. And this guy's like, yeah, if you work for me, I'd decapitate you. So this guy, Sean Carpenter, by the way, did win. He did get fired for that exact reason. He won $4.3 million 
against Sandia for just trying to figure out who hacked Sandia's systems and and hmm. got fucking fired for that. So he, he fucking got fired for that reason. So uh, a Sandia spokesman announced that they are disappointed by the verdict and plan to appeal it. That's the statement from Sandia. So um, Dimitriolis, the Secret Service agent who's working for Chester Bennington, says, quote, here's a person trying to do the right thing, and he was stifled internally. And the Carpenter case suggested to him that Sandia officials might not be fully helpful in his investigation. So he's now worried about Sandia. He's like, what's going on at Sandia? Like, I can't. Why are they being so weird about this? I can't go talk to them about this. It's going to be weird. So this guy wrangles up, like, the best people that he knows. Um, Also, the the woman, Townsend's, um, the woman who actually did hack the accounts and do all this shit to Chester, her mother worked for Sandia as well. So he was like, if I, and she's high up. So he's like, if I tell Sandia that this is coming from here, maybe her mother would just cover it up. I don't know. Like what's going to happen if I do that. So he went outside of, um, Sandia. And, uh, what happened was basically this guy wrangled up this Demetrius ex secret service, motherfucking hardcore dude wrangles up like the best guys he can get from like department of justice and everything else. And like, they all fly and there's people that like, he won't name who came with him, but apparently they're big deals. He goes down to Sandia and they have fucking warrants. They have all the shit. And they're like, we know the person who is fucking with Chester Bennington is in this fucking nuclear establishment. <laughs> like this place that like handles nuclear shit. It's someone in here. And so they uh, walk around, whatever. They try to find her cubicle. And she's got a Lincoln Park sticker on the outside. When they catch her, she's got a Lincoln Park sweatshirt on. And they, they grab them and they, they grab her and they, they sit her down and they go, uh, do you know the band Lincoln Park? And she goes, yeah, I know them. I'm wearing their jacket. And they're like, yeah, finish these sentences for me. And he told her as he began to repeat a passage from one of the messages that Bennington had received because he was getting all these crazy text messages and we're watching you. And I want to go forth and say one thing is that, like, the craziest thing is that, like, you know how artists sometimes have secret shows, stuff like that, where they don't really announce where they're going to play, but they go oh, yeah. play at, like, a pub or something like yeah, that? Yeah. She knew all of them because of the emails. She was watching all of them. So she showed up to everything that she could get around to with Chester Bennington. She knew everything. And um, he did not know anything about it at the time, that this could be the person. But she actually had backstage pictures with Chester. She had all this shit. Because if you knew where a band was going, you would just go try to seize every opportunity to be around him. And so... uh, so he, so they said, like, I'm going to start some sentences and you're going to finish them. And, uh, and they said, uh, one of the messages was, you finally got smart and decided to change your password. What does, and Townsend, the woman who, Devin Townsend, who is now caught by these people, was like, what does Japan mean? Yeah, I wrote that. I said that. She cops to everything. Cops to everything right off the bat, calmly and deliberately is how they described it. That she was like, oh, you got me. Yeah, I I know his password. I know this. And so <clears throat> they go on down and uh, they, they go, okay, well, you're the person. And she just says, yeah, like, I'm the person. And this is the one quote that really sticks out of my head is Demetriolis said, this case is unbelievable. Townsend had Q-level security clearance, which allows non-military personnel to access atomic or nuclear materials. So the woman stalking Chester Bennington had access to nuclear and atomic materials. 
It was equivalent to the clearance level that Demetrius himself had when he was protecting presidents. So this person is not nobody. This person is somebody. How does she so, get to that point? Well, her mother worked for the organization, and I honestly, this is my conspiracy mind, and this is bullshit, plausible deniability shit, hmm. plaus- plausible deniability, but I think they're fucking CIA spooks. I mean, like, this is not like, you don't get these kind of cozy fucking government high-end Q-level clearance jobs unless someone in your family maybe was CIA. And so the the kicker to that is that her excuse was, my whole job only requires me to be working for a half an hour and I have eight hour shifts. So for seven and a half hours, I fuck with Chester Bennington. That's her fucking excuse. She spends seven and a half hours every single day fucking with Chester Bennington. So what the fuck? And like literally, I'll, just, okay, to get but, I'll quote okay, it. Okay, but if, if you're that true fan, like I think it's weird that she chose that route to be like, that crazy with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I mean, she's yeah. a disturbed human being. Absolutely. And that's what we have put forth in the sunset girl podcast is before anything else, you're a nutcase or not. Right. Like before, like you're raised before your gender, before your thoughts, it's, are you a nutcase or not? You put that first as this person, that case, and then follow the rest of it. But, but yeah, like what I'm asking is if this is Lockheed Martin and this is, you know, which is a major war manufacturing company, and this is Department of Defense. Why the fuck are they not monitoring her web activity? Like, yeah. Like, what the fuck? Like, she spends seven and a half hours every day. And I'll quote this. Why did you do all this? Demetrius asked. In flat tones, Townsend told him that she was bored. Her job at Sandia took about a half an hour a day. And she was looking to pass the time. Bullshit, man. I mean, yeah. She could be just a fucking fanatic, crazy person. Um... But anyway, so the people that were there when they were interviewing her were um, uh, Demetrios and Sky Levy and then Favre, which you can look at this Wired article. It's really fucking dense, but this is really interesting shit because it's 2007 Wired magazine. This isn't like I'm getting this off of fucking Wikipedia or fucking whatever else. This yeah. is Wired magazine before all this shit happened, and it's really dense. It's really interesting if you want to go down it. But there was a dozen officials from the Department of Energy, the Secret Service, and the U.S. Defense Criminal Investigative Service, which is a division of the DOD, excuse me, Department of Defense. And they all fucking, like, went into her house, and she had a Lincoln Park poster over her child's crib. She had Lincoln Park shit. Lincoln Park shit all over the house, which is like, if they knew these people were coming and she was a CIA spook, she can easily just say, oh, no, I'm just a huge Lincoln Park fan, and I'm a nutcase, whatever. So, and I'll get to the question of why CA would fuck with Chester Bennington to begin with, because I don't have an answer for that right off the bat. I don't know. But um, they confiscated her hard drive. She had all of his personal pictures, things, anything he had taken anywhere, all personal stuff. She had everything on her hard drive, everything about Chester Bennington's life that she could fucking have. And <clears throat> she even had pictures of her and Chester together because she went and like met him and everything else. Even when she got caught, she still texted one more time to say, I'm sorry for doing what I did to you guys. And she goes, please accept my apology. And it was her last communication to the Benningtons. And this is where I wonder about Chester's mental health, is that when Demetrios called later to announce she'd been caught, he called Chester and said, we got her. Secret, Secret Service, I, we got her. We did this. This happened. Um, Chester said he felt physically ill. 
he's just all fucked up by this. So this lasted about two years. They were cyber stalked by people, scared to death. Everything that they did was seen. Everywhere they went was known beforehand. He literally got set lists sent to them by the stalker of the songs he would play the next day, of fucking everything. This was like, I mean, this is some weird torment shit. Like, I've been followed by private investigators before. Does not feel good. You know, like, and the part of the paranoia even that we're talking about, if I was just like, well, who do we trust now and whatever else? It's rattling me. And so to have this happen for two straight years. Tape your cameras. Yeah, tape your cameras, folks. But um, um, but uh, Chester's quote in the end is, it sparks the sort of anger you don't normally experience. Chester told me wearily as he sat in the recording studio in March. The lights were low. Paintings of Buddhas adorned the walls. The band had just finished recording its new album, Minutes to Midnight, which is due to hit shelves May 15th, but Chester wasn't celebrating. He had just lost a year of his life to a stalker, and he was still feeling wounded. And that's how the article ends. So nobody really gave a fuck about that article in 2007, but right now it really is impactful. And so I'll say that like, if you're vetted by Department of Defense, you're vetted to handle atomic nuclear shit, what the fuck? How is no one safe checking what this person is doing? And also, maybe she's just a fucking plant. I mean, maybe it's all fucking like CIA to fuck with them. And that's the conspiracy. And I know that's a conspiracy theorist thing. And take me with a grain of salt. But you don't think that, like, if you think CIA is fucking with people or FBI is fucking with people, of course they would have covers for a job. Of course they would have a place to fucking be at. And the Department of Defense, Sandia shit. Is like the perfect place. Like no one's checking what the fuck she's doing on her computer for seven and a half hours a day. And I'll say seven and a half hours because when the Secret Service guy checked the fucking times that they got fucked with, it was all hours of the day. Chester was being fucked with all fucking day long. All fucking day long. All this shit just coming down on him. Like, I know who your ex-wife is and you need to get rid of your new wife and this and that. And it sounds like a crazy stalker, but that's a great cover for fucking trying to push someone towards suicide yeah. and that's what really concerns me and i i'm looking for answers and i found this article by happenstance and i was like holy shit like if that happened to me man like i would fucking freak the fuck out like if you had someone stalking you for i said two years earlier but it was a year but like you and your wife are gonna fight you're gonna be scared of everything like i said he got he got attacked dogs he got fucking alarms and everything he was a really fucking open and fine guy and then everything fucking terrible happens to him why why and this could just be a fucking plain old stalker but this isn't just a plain old stalker this is a department of defense hacker who is fucking with this guy that's what our tax money's doing that's where our tax money went yeah 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 seriously sorry they they know where to like and everyone knows this even with relationships and life like everything Trust is such a, a key thing in everything in your life. And once that's taken from you, you feel broken. Yeah. And that's what happened to him. Like if you, like his whole entire trust, but that, but with everybody, his fans, his life, his whole entire trust yeah. in life itself was taken at that point. So yep. he's broken inside. So I'm he can't sure even that, get a bodyguard or a personal assistant because he's he was scared, scared that yeah. they're, that they're working for whoever this person is that like. I mean, do you want to be a conspiracy theorist? I guarantee that Chester Probably was a conspiracy like theorist. Gorephobe and like just stay inside his house all the time. Yeah. Well, not only that, like, wonder what that'll make us think now, just knowing that somebody who's just that 
low on the totem pole, so to speak, who can be a CIA operative and be wearing a Lincoln Park fucking hoodie. Yeah. Can access all that information, and what can somebody with a higher level clearance be capable of? Mm-hmm. And to follow up, all she got, how long would you think this person should be in jail, or like, what do you think should be her consequences? Because this has fallen off the radar. Like, nobody, everyone that cared about Lincoln Park at that time knew that story, but, um, but nobody really knows what happened to Devin Townsend. Um, but, uh, basically, she got, uh, two, two years, and it would have been with parole and shit like that. So, one year of, hacking someone's account and fucking with their life so much and terrorizing them ruining their life and also just think about like cyber crimes like they should be a law on its own not just Mm -hmm. stalking or terrorizing but cyber crimes should be a thing but she basically got like two years and i you it's you're hard pressed to find out what happened to her at this point if she served the two years or not is almost impossible to find online and trust me i looked um uh some background information for chester bennington by the way he's a pisces uh, he owns a 6,000 square foot house in Newport Beach. He was bitten by a recluse spider in 2001, which causes darn to swell. He has two pet dogs, a Rottweiler Labrador mix and an Australian Shepherd. He, well, he had two sisters and one half brother, and uh, he had laser eye surgery. But there's a bunch of random facts about Chester Bennington that's like, I'm a Pisces. There's the eye. There you go. Ah, yeah, my girlfriend's a Pisces too. Uh, my Pisces is my moon sign. I'm a Pisces. So here's the craziest part that I think I can say if I have another kicker right after Chester Bennington's death if you want to talk about if this was deep state CIA shit this is exactly what they would do right after Chester Bennington's death to Linda's to Linda Bennington's Twitter account got hacked and she posted things like I encouraged him to kill himself I told him no one cared I guess this is the time to say it but I've been cheating on Chester with Mike Shinoda like all these weird tweets came out just after Chester Bennington died. His, her Twitter account got hacked and all these fucking weird tweets went out. So it seems to be like an exclamation point on fuck you. Like it's not one person now. It's two people. It can't be her again, right? Like who hacked this person now? Who hacked to Linda now? Why couldn't it be her again? She's, that would be the last she's person out, but that she's would, fucking in, like. But that would be the last person they would expect. Well, to then do they it, should right? look. Then it's the first person they should look at. Exactly. <laughs> but it's not. But it's not because we're in this world now. Yeah, they're choosing the the banana. Yeah. Noah, they're choosing the banana. Over Let's the quote some more of these texts. Uh, tweet these tweets. I'm going to see Chester tomorrow in hell. I hope my kids are the best. Uh, next one. I encourage him to kill himself. I told him no one cared. We all move on fast. I'm glad he killed himself. Next tweet. I love Mike. Mike's blank was better, in my opinion. I'm assuming that's cock, but the website I'm looking at are dick. It could be dick or cock. It looks like four letters. Dick, cock, uh, knob. Dick, I don't cock. know fucking whatever she's talking about, but it's blacked out of my thing. I never really loved him, and I'm not hacked. I was just in love with the money. Hurts to say. That's what his ex-wife said, apparently on Twitter, right after he died. Bullshit. Bullshit. And, and sh- it's fucking insane. It's like, so they get hacked right afterwards. Who's fucking doing that? Who's doing it? Like, what the fuck is that? And I, I'm not a fucking Linkin Park fucking super fan. I'm not. I don't really care. I just like look at shit that doesn't fucking make sense, and I want to ask questions. And with everything I said about the 2007 article, there's a lot of questions. You know, very very deep level Department of Defense contractors who have seven and a half hours on all their shifts to fuck with Chester Bennington. Come on, man. It's it's fucked. Put our money to better use, people. 
Yeah, please. Fuck. Put man. our money to better use than fucking with rock stars. Look at our defense budget and then understand that maybe yeah. that money was given to her and what the fuck? Like, and that's my tax dollars. Like, I'm giving pennies a day to go fuck with Chester Bennington, apparently. Like, please I'm start working really with, hard. Start fucking with Chad Kroger. Who's Chad Kroger? <laughs> He's the lead singer of Nickelback. Yeah. Jesus, don't push for anyone's fucking demise. But sure. <laughs> <laughs> Please. All right. That Fuck was Luke Bryan. And we'll put some levity into the fucking Sunset Grill, I guess. But but yeah, when I read this thing, like I said, it's super dense. There's a lot of names and shit. And I was like, man, I, I just can't. I don't know what to make heads or tails of this. I never knew any of that. Yeah, neither did But not. I wasn't a Linkin Park fan, so. I never liked them. Yeah. I never was a fan. I'm a big fan I mean, now. I just don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> so. Um. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know what to do. Like, it, it just, uh, it struck me as really unusual. And I'm telling you, like, if you go back to standard CIA, FBI tactics to get people that they don't like around, but he wasn't agitating. So far as I know, he wasn't a political agitator like John Lennon was or Martin Luther King. So why? So I'm saying, why him? Why him? Why him? And, like, and so, and why does the girl have the Lincoln Park sticker, have the Lincoln Park shirt, they come in to find her, and she's maybe she was just crazy and a true fan. She's a Native American. They described with a round face, and yeah, maybe she was a true fan and, and obsessed <laughs> with him. But like, why is it that like, why does she? Why is she gonna just be very plain Jane about like, yeah, it's me. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, it was me. Yeah, I did this. Did not even put up a fight. That's that weirds me out too. A, I got an idea like for that. Sociopaths. Like a, I mean, that's what how that they yeah. act. They're called, yeah. they're like, who do you think they hired for the fucking CIA? Who the fuck do they hire for the CIA? Fucking sociopaths. Give them power. Of course they would love that. Yeah. Yeah, you want power? You're a fucking, you know, you're a sociopath. You belong here because they ask you, and like, I have friends who have been vetted for the CIA. I have friends who have been tapped for, the word is tapped for CIA. And they said they'll show up and they'll hand you a bunch of books describing what the CIA actually does. And they'll say... Could you do that or not? And if you go, no, then they go, we don't want you. Or just you describe that you don't want to be a part of it. But some people go like, eh, that's cool as shit. I want to be CIA. I mean, that's how they tap you. How do you think – there is no application form for the CIA. You can't go and just be CIA. You get tapped. It's a secret club basically. Like you can only go to the Peace Corps. You can learn Arabic. You can go fucking uh, – be a political person. You can go be a general. You can do all this stuff. It's the only way they tap you for CIA. There is you're not allowed to apply for the CIA. You don't go and apply for it. And so it's really tricky who they would let in. They might like someone like they might like someone who literally is gonna like is like I really want to fuck with Chester Bennington. And they're like, all right, cool. We'll put you in a uh, silo with nuclear missiles. And we'll give you seven and a half hours a day to fuck with Chester Bennington. Have fun. I mean, what the fuck? Like, that's what I like, was going to say. Like, what the fuck? Think it, about this, though. It, what if that's exactly what they did? And they're like, they have this intern or whatever who's who's like, okay, you want to do this? You want to learn how to do this shit? Just fuck with this guy yeah. or whatever. It's like a and test. Obviously, if they knew everything about Chester Bennington, why wouldn't they be able to know everything about his bodyguard or his guy? For sure. Why couldn't they just say, hey, listen, put on a Lincoln Park shirt for when they get you and just agree to everything. Say yeah. you did everything. And then you get... That's 100%. Then you get, then you get, you get a year. Then you get a year or two years. Yeah. Max. 
for year, fucking two up, years for and then ruining someone's life. And then you're done forever. And, and so the paranoia got to the fucking guy. Everything fucking got to the fucking guy. I, I think this is a big... What I'm trying to figure out what happened to him is well, a big... But also, catch. he's also like a middle... Like, he's not like super huge right. rock star status. He's yeah. like, he was always somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. So... He's That's, really disliked by some people, but he's really he's liked really by some like, people. I'll, 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 but know, the point so. is, and, and I could get to like, if you look at Mike Shinoda, Mike Shinoda did shit, and I'll tie it to politics, but probably, you know what? I'm just fade out of the fucking fade out to the fucking uh, fucking banjo if we need it. But oh, JFK saying, "I'm going to splinter the CIA into a thousand pieces and send it to the wind." JFK said that right before his fucking brains went everywhere. Sorry to bring that back up, folks, but if you haven't seen the video, you should really watch it. It's important. There's brains everywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brains yeah. everywhere. If you, don't, if you want to know what it looks like when someone shoots you with a high-powered rifle from a distance, uh, it looks like that. So go do that. Um, but anyway, yeah. I don't know why they would come after Chester. I guess the question is, like, if you want to be conspiracy culture and be a fucking crackpot and say, like, oh, I was CIA, then you would now have to figure out the motive, and that I don't know. I, I have nothing to say about that except for... This whole article, way before he died, like it's gonna make him paranoid and gonna fuck with him. And also, he's a he's a molestation victim. He was molested as a child, and that's what a lot of his songs are about. Is that he, his parents divorced when he was like twelve, but he was already molested by what he only described as a family friend. And he was a molestation victim, and then like moved on with the rest of his life. That's what a lot of his songs are about. He's very like trying to talk about the problems that he had, being like a sexual molestation victim so you tie that into that too like you tell me what the fuck is going on like anyone out there talk call sunset grill fucking uh the number is uh 888 go fuck yourselves i'm not gonna listen to your fucking phone calls (laughs) (laughs) but anyway that's accurate all right any old news new news what are we old news new news no uh just uh a lot of weird shit going on in the fucking world. And it's weird that this weird is like normal now. Yeah. It's like we expect for something fucked up to happen. Yeah. And some days like something happens, you're like, ah, it's fucked up, but not as bad as yesterday. So I'll yeah, take right, it. right. Yeah, that's a great point. You're just like, you're this just is like, like this okay, was a good today day. only one person uh, was shot. Uh, okay, okay, okay they only killed Shaquille O'Neal okay, today. Yeah, uh, that's fine. I did like Shaquille O'Neal, but I mean, like yesterday was like, you know, the entire cast of fucking uh, Friends. A friends got blown up. <laughs> I mean, hey, seriously, yeah, exactly. you got. I mean, you've got the one of the biggest hurricanes is making hitting land right now in Texas. Also, right now, and, prayers out, Texas. Yes, yes indeed. Prayers seriously. for you guys. And, and not only that, a guy walking into fucking King Charleston, Street restaurant yeah. and shooting yeah. the chef that fired him. Yeah, and yeah. in the middle of a restaurant, holding hostages. A place I am at all of the fucking... I'm there on, like, almost... I I go to Charleston, like, twice a week. It's an hour and a half from us, just so you guys know where the Sunset Grill is orientated. But, like, that is... That is, like, literally, like... If you know a part of town where you go to get, like, good food, that's the part of town where you go to get, like, really good food. We go there all the time. This is where people around here go. And we had a shooting right in Virginia's restaurant on King Street which is like a really fucking fancy shopping district that I can't afford a goddamn thing in. And uh, I've never eaten at Virginia, so I can't attest to their food. But, like, that shit going on, too. I mean, people just showing up to work, shooting people. 
And what the fuck are we supposed to do with all this? I mean, you can't have one day off right now of fucking, mm-hmm. like, maybe your day off is just getting off of fucking anything. It's just stop with, don't look at anything, I guess. It's like you're, if you're feeling, if you're out there right now and you're feeling mental fucking strife and you're feeling agitated and you don't know what to do with yourself because it's too much going on, maybe you just take a break from everything and just go grow a fucking plant. Go fucking drop ass and look at a tree. Go fucking listen to a river or fish or something, but just get the fuck away from everything because we're getting fucking riled up. Fucking everyone else is getting riled up. Sunset Grill is a safe space for the record. We just, we take any yes, opinions, absolutely. but this place is an absolutely safe space for everybody. Nothing is too dark. For Nothing's this. too dark either. Yeah, don't even be afraid of like not. You know, we we accept everybody, and don't be afraid of even being like, I'm really scared about this, and fucking talk to us because we are we are as well. Yeah, yeah, everything's scary. So, I guess it's fucking... Uh, the trick is, guys, is to become the scariest thing in your mind. Then there's nothing else out there that can be scarier than you because nothing you can't overcome at that point. True. And Grow also, bigger than your monsters. The other <laughs> advice I heard from a very wise person was, you know, uh, don't look behind you. There's something there, you know? It's true. I try it. Fuck That's me. Right. Damn right. Do we fade out on that or we want to fucking say pussy dick fuckers and shit balls and fuck? There we go. Well, whatever. I need a smoke break and then we'll, we can conclude this. Yes. We'll, we'll give uh, a good, a good charming farewell and a very nice say, I gotta go to bed. say goodbye to everybody. <laughs> yeah. Let's do a smoke break and we'll give a goodbye and then, uh, and then, uh, just rest easy guys. It's going to be okay. Everything's, there's going to be, it's always darkest before it's light. You know, it's always darkest before the morning. Before the dawn. Yeah. And that's where we're at. We've been discussing the coming darkness for a long time and understand that, uh, the good people will prevail and remember based on content of fucking character. Stop the fucking... Stop with like the division. I'm in Harry Potter and it's like... Stop with the fucking identity politics and stop oh. with the divisions. Stop. I feel like Harry Content Potter. Content of character. And it's here. What side uh, are you going? Sniznap. Sniznap one. Sniznap one. <laughs> Is that the Harry Potter guy? Sniznap. It's Baltimore. You got a bunch Close. of... You got a bunch Baltimore, of... Baltimore, snip, snap, you know. <laughs> you got a bunch of... Tomato. And then you watch the fabulous friends of okay, whatever. Okay, no, you're talking about Fantastic Beasts. No, you got a bunch of Goobler Goblins in your back pocket, Jesus. and that's a whole movie. He's not a fan of Fantastic Beasts. I don't like Fantastic... It was very boring. It's a bunch of fucking people running around trying to gabble up no, Goobler I'm Goblins. You're ridiculous. Yeah, whatever. Go watch fucking... Uh, uh, un... Un... Not nah, fuck. Unrequ... I fucking said Excuse it Excuse me? What was that? Unrequested, I think I said. Unacknowledged. Go watch Unacknowledged. There we go. Go watch Unacknowledged. Go watch um, uh, Standard Operating Procedure. Go watch uh, Outfoxed. And go watch uh, fucking, uh, nah, whatever. Debbie Fuck does you guys. Dallas. Yeah, Debbie does Dallas, Debbie too. Debbie does Fuck Dallas. It. Go watch Gantz Zero, Japanese animation. And go watch uh, fucking Death Note. Not the movie, but the anime. All right. Good luck, fuckers. You're on your own, except for when you come to the Sunset Grill. So come back. We're your only real friends. You were all you ever had. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Pussy fuck asshole shit balls. That's that's no we know. Don't look behind you. There's something there.